I forgot to get water. Well, then just go get some water. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't need it. Hello and welcome to episode 429 of Outlandish Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. With me, I have Jeremy. No, I don't. Justin. I want to wad you up into my life. Uh, Jeremy may or may not have COVID. Who knows? Yeah. He seems to think he probably doesn't. I think that's what his text said. I guess. But he's also been sick for three days. I don't know. We probably shouldn't. You know, that's his private affair and we don't want to worry anybody but hopefully it's just the flu i i don't know i guess the flu is also gonna go around too right (laughs) yeah when does flu season i thought that started like later like in a couple months yeah no you're right i mean it's more of a fall thing but that's only because the flu spreads um easier during the cold climates uh so that'll be fun also the flu i mean i guess it's quote just the flu the regular flu. Yeah. Not that not that China flu. China plague. Like the goddamn president still tweets about. That, that, I saw that, just today he called it the China plague. Like fuck you, uh, dude. The, the Kung flu. Oh my god. I mean, you gotta admit, at least it's a good it's it's Oh, oh yeah, oh it's yeah. A I mean fucking the clever fucking play on words. No, no doubt about it if you're gonna be a shitty racist asshole that's pretty you're good a, that's a clever a way to do clever it clever racist asshole <laughs> quite witty mr bigot <laughs> i tip my not racist hat to you sir well done you piece of shit <laughs> one thing speaking of like on the on the v- reverse side of it I'm constantly amazed at how many different um, names you can call someone that supports uh, Donald Trump. Because, like, back when it was MAGA this and MAGA that, it was like, oh, the maggots, right? Like, that's a, that's genius, the maggots. You know, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, the trumpeters, you know, because it's the people that are like, bah, bah, Trump is so great. They're trumpeters, you know, or, or you could call them trumpets, which is kind of like puppets. Or uh, I've I've said uh, uh, Trump pumpers. I've said that one. There's just like we are we are we have plenty of options to ridicule shit heels. <laughs> what would you say? Uh, I'm riding Biden. I don't know. Like mm. oh, like how would you deride Biden? Yeah how how would you how would you uh, spend Biden his time? You know, because he's kind of a, he's not really doing anything. It's kind of a non supposedly, supposedly, he would be the oldest elected one. God. Yeah. Well, that's what, like, so so the vice president was announced yesterday. And, you know, I was talking to Jennifer and we were, we both agreed that it's like, you know, we, we, we didn't expect it to be a surprise or anything that's going to like swing it. You know, like as far as people like us are concerned, it doesn't really matter. Like Jennifer tweeted, it could, it could, he could announce that his vice president is a, pine tree or something like that and we like yeah whatever you know but to that end i was like yeah kind of matters because he's really fucking old (laughs) you know like four years is a long time for an old fuck like that but i mean it's just been four more years right for since he was vice president and he was okay as vice president right yeah no i'm just saying that like he's to your point he's old and who knows when it comes to well, old people. Why don't we have young people running for president? That's what I don't get. Well, of course, you have to be at least 35. Yeah. Uh, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. That's what I mean by young. I'm sorry. I mean, like, John F. Kennedy. Under 50. Yeah. You know, I believe, uh, I believe uh, interestingly enough, I believe Obama was the youngest president. Yeah, he was. Uh, well, I think it was the second. Because I thought Kennedy was always the youngest. You might be right. Let's find out. The youngest. Oh, we were both wrong. The youngest person to assume the presidency was Theodore Roosevelt, who at the age of 42 years and 322 days succeeded the office after the assassination of William. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the youngest to become uh, president by election was indeed JFK, who was 43 years, 236 days. So there you go. Obama is in the top five or 
bottom five. I don't know, whatever. Clinton too, for that matter. So we, you know, we had a good run. <laughs> you know, just, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, to that, to that, whole, said, okay, old white ahead. people, old white guys, you know, I'm yeah, just totally. To... I'm sick of it. Like in general, I'm sick of it. It's, it's like that, that guy I tweeted yesterday, some old coach, some legendary old coach was like, uh, they stored the beaches of Normandy. Uh, let them play. But he was like, rawr, rawr. you know, he was like the, like, he sounded like he was 130. And he looked I'm, at two. Like, I'm who sure gives a fuck what that guy I mean, has to say anymore? I, you would think that guy was there. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I guess, he, would, I I guess like, he could speak firsthand. Yeah, it's like, I mean, like, I mean, I, to me, I would be like, what the fuck are you comparing that shit to Norm? What the fuck? You know what fucking Normandy was like? Like, I mean, yeah, right. Like, also, I've only seen like remakes of it, you know, like fucking, yeah, right. Fucking saving private Ryan. It looked <laughs> bad. Also, we were fighting the Nazis in literal world domination. This is fucking football. Shut the fuck up. You dumb old bastard. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I, yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm sick of I'm sick of old white men running the company country. And also, like, getting back to the Biden thing, like, again, it, any non-Trump entity I'm voting for, basically. Yeah. But I, you know, they say that that's the hardest job in the world. Certainly, I watched several seasons of the West Wing and like the president's usually up into the a.m. hours and then he's up in the a.m. hours at least according to that, I don't, I doubt Trump keeps that kind of schedule, but you know, in general, like that's a well, tough job. It. He's tweeting it. Well, he's tweeting 24 seven, man. That guy doesn't even sleep. Yeah. He, well, he may not. He probably, he's probably on fucking speed or something, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, you know, yeah, I'm there. I'm right there with you. We need, well, you know, a lot of people are saying that, uh, uh, AOC will make a run eventually and be like a shoe in because she's such a popular, political entity so maybe she'll be the new youngest president that would be very good as far as i'm concerned yeah all right so what you been up to what have i been up to what you been playing yeah i'm trying to think i I know what i've been playing recently but it's been like three weeks since we've podcasted so i feel like i must have played something before that and i'm blink no that (laughs) three yeah (laughs) they got it out that fast it's weird. Turns out they were working on both of them at the same time. Uh, fuck me. Oh, well. No, yeah, no, I, I didn't start anything. Um, uh, Jennifer's sisters were in last week. They drove cross country, avoiding, like, sleeping in their car so they could avoid contact points. Um, so last week was kind of a watch. We played the shit out of Overcooked, four-player. Uh, that game... Boy, howdy. That will test uh, family and friendships. We, yeah. we got we got to the point where and I, and I know I talked about this when Jennifer and I were playing because it's a team based game. Like it's like, well, it's yes. I mean, like, so, yeah, well, the problem, the thing is, is that like you can make so most uh, multiplayer games like that are, are party games and like it's all about having fun and you know usually alcohol is involved or you're playing with kids so like most party games like that you know four player or whatever are don't require so much precision uh this game overcooked one gets to the point uh and this is what i was saying like that jennifer and i got to when we were playing two player in overcooked two which is to say it gets to the point where you just have to do everything precisely well I, I will so what I'll, I'll say this it gets to the point where i would advise people if they're having trouble to watch a video because after uh after everybody left i was like i'm gonna load up some videos of people three starring these fucking levels that we can't get and i just want to know i just want to see you know how, how do you do it and as it turns out you it, it's kind of what you'd expect you have to assembly line yeah and like and and not just assembly line, like, because we were doing that. We were like, okay, you do this and this, and you do this and this. You got to, like, you got to do it more precise. Like, one person 
that takes, for example, there was this soup level that we were having trouble with. Yeah, have jobs basically. Yeah, yeah, and job. it's and it's even more uh, specialized than you would think. Like there was a guy whose his only job was to like deliver the soup and wash the dishes, and other the rest of the time he stood around. And I, as I told Jennifer, that is the secret to this game is because when you're playing, you're on a time limit. If you stand still for too long, you're like, I'm wasting time. We're going to fail. But the reality is you just need to stand there because if you abandon what you're supposed to do, cause like, Oh, I'll just run and wash this dish. Like suddenly the soup is on, you know, might be on fire, you know, like the time that you spend going and doing something that you don't normally do. Not only is it going to screw someone else up who usually does that, but you're going to like, not be there to do the other thing. And and like, so in the video, I was very surprised to find out like they weren't even perfect. Um, they didn't fuck up anything, but like a, that, that is the main tip is like assign very specific jobs. Uh, and two, always be cooking something, even if there's not an order for it. So Everybody like says ABC, man, ABC, always, always be, cooking. be cooking. That's exactly right. Because the food doesn't go bad. Like, really what they need to introduce in the game is, like, if you make something and it's not put out in, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds, it should get cold and you should lose money. What's um, the name of the game again? Overcooked. Yeah, it's not not un, it's not undercooked. That's right. You know? It's not underprepared. Always yeah. be cooking. I mean, that's actually funny you say that. Like, it, it, like, it'd be funny if the creator was like, yeah, I actually hid the tip right in the name. You need to cook more than what is being ordered because like ideally so like there's a level where you just make soup and you're either making onion soup tomato soup or uh i can't believe i'm oh mushroom soup you can work on just what's ordered but like say you know they want a tomato and an onion soup go ahead and make that mushroom soup if you got time for it because eventually someone's going to want mushroom soup and it'll be ready to go um so i mean it was still fun you know i would like to try it again like knowing these tips uh, but, uh, but yeah, we, that's, that's the kind of game where it boils down to where I'm all like, I know I could probably do it. So therefore it's not fun anymore. Like, oh, yeah. like, like it's like, I, I'm either going to get frustrated beyond belief with it, or I'm, I'm going to eventually get, get it done. And I don't know. I just, I, I, something like that. Just, it, it immediately like pushes away my desire to play it or uh i i think i see what you're saying because like yeah like as opposed to a game where you know it might be different every time and you're like figuring it out as you're playing it becomes a game where okay here's exactly what you need to do perform this task as well as you can and we will beat the level you know at that point it's just like work you said it's it's you assigning a task to Uh each person playing so therefore the problem is that you could just take that rule into every single level and always beat the level. You should be able to take that rule. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Once you like understand that, then every time you go to a new level, you maybe you have a couple preliminary rounds to figure out like, okay, for this level, you need to do these two things and this level, you know, I'll do this, this things. And it's like, yeah, yeah. So you're, no, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't know. It kind of sucks the fun out of it at that point. Which was my issue with Overcooked in the first place. Like when I was complaining about it when we were playing a two-player. Like they they require just a little too much precision for the three stars. That, you know, like you got to have a little bit of leeway in a game like that for it to still be fun. Otherwise, you're just doing the level over and over again until you do it perfectly, right? Well, well, if if I'm not mistaken, they don't... The difficulty's the same, right? No matter if it's two or four? Uh, Not quite. So, um... They, they raise and lower the score that you have to get. Right, but I'm saying, like, the actual gameplay is still the same. Yeah, yes. So, like, to me, like, that's what kind of pissed me off about when we, I think we played it at PAX, right? Wasn't that where we played it? We played it at PAX. You also played it with me and Jennifer. Yeah, where it seemed like, it seemed like it was just, like, if you were playing a two-player, like, it was built for four players, and you were kind of like, handicapped if you played it with two well more more specifically more frustrating because i've played this game like me and jennifer played a lot but as far as multiplayer this is the only time we've gotten to play with four players and otherwise it's been me and jennifer and you me and jennifer and my brother-in-law um 
to me and Jennifer and one of her sisters, because like usually um, only one is in town at a time. And it's definitely not made for three player. Uh, because eventually you're going to have some level where that is split down the middle and, you know, two people are on one side and they're going to have not enough to do. And the person on the other side has to be like running the fuck around everywhere because they expect that either it's split or there's four players. Right. So the three player game is balls. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's, it's still, it's still, a, I still want to say it's a good game. What I, what, here's what I would say. If you want the experience of getting all the stars and you want to go through that with people like more power to you. If you want to enjoy playing the game, just shoot for one star on each level and be happy with that. <laughs> the problem is that everybody that involved what that was playing was like, I want that three stars. <laughs> it's hard to not want the three stars. Um, we also played <clears throat> uh, two or three games of Ticket to Ride. Uh, which I, I just continue to not be particularly good at. <laughs> um, uh, started, I, I did, I did figure out in my opinion, a, a, some strategy and like some, like a way of playing that you should probably just avoid entirely. Um, but, uh, everybody seemed to enjoy that. Uh, it's, it's still a good game. I think it's, I think it's a, a good game. It's a creative, it's a unique game. Um, we also, they are a uh, Settlers of Catan family. I would say that Jennifer and her family have probably played about 10 times the number of uh, Catan games as either of us. Um, That's 10 times more than I want to play. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely brought you up as because uh, I was getting frustrated with the roles. Uh, I, I'm not shitting you. We had probably, we were, we were playing a four-player game. And I'm not shitting you. It probably went around five round. No, it, it went around five, four or five rounds before a seven came up, right. and the robber was sitting on uh, my number that kept rolling. Yeah. Uh, and I was, you know, I was like, "Oh, awesome!" You know, to be like boisterously yeah. um, frustrated, yeah, and, and and I and they're like. And, and I brought you up. I was like, "Oh yeah, you you don't you don't know someone that doesn't like Catan." Like I, as I said to them, I'm I'm fine playing Catan. I don't. I wouldn't say I like Catan. I wouldn't say I hate Catan. I'm fine playing Catan. Uh, but you wouldn't you wouldn't catch my friend Matt voluntarily playing some Catan. We did play. Oh, uh, it's just dice. It's fucking dice. It's just <laughs> roll. It's based on fucking di- like. I think you could apply whatever fucking strategy you wanted to. And have an equal chance of winning just because of fucking dice. Well, that's the, the problem funny, with that game. I feel so, like. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like they. The, um, Jennifer has the Seafarers expansion. Um, which, by yeah, the, the way, port, oh, not ports, but there's like I, I can't remember what the hell is it. Is there ports or different kinds of ports or something? It shit? adds, yeah, it adds a, it adds. I think it adds some, some special, some different ports. But the main thing is that it adds like other islands that you can travel to, and you can spend a wool and a wood to make a boat, which, well, which you're not really making a boat. You're building like shipping lines, shipping lanes, basically. Um, but yeah, so makes sense. you're making a little, little tiny dinghy. Or yeah, something. sure. I mean, yeah. Like, like what you're spending kind of indicates that you're making a boat and the little, instead of little straight pieces for roads, they're little like boats. So, um, but but they stay where where you build them, you know. I mean, and, and technically, you can move the end of a line of a boat. So, like, it's I don't know. Anyway, the, the point is, is that Seafarers is like going to other islands. And the thing I like about the Seafarers is it's all scenario based. So there's like ten or twelve scenarios, and each of the scenarios has different uh, additional victory conditions that you could do. And so it was funny because we were playing Seafarers. And the very first scenario is there are three other smaller islands. It's it's the basic um, Catan setup and then three other islands that you can go to if you want to. And the additional victory point thing is, is every time you go to a new island, like every time you settle on a new island for the first time, you get two extra victory points for that. So we were playing... And like Jennifer's uh, sister Stephanie was like fucking like it kept rolling a nine, and every time a nine rolled, she'd get like five resources. It was ridiculous. And I'm like sitting there, and so I'm kind of bitching. And then you know they're like, uh, 
God, you like you really do you really don't like this game, do you? And I was like, oh, I don't hate the game. It's just like these fucking rolls. Uh and so then I ended up winning anyway because I was the only one uh that I like I didn't build any roads at all. I just decided to build on the uh the edges and like it was because I got a, I built on a wool port, so I was like, Oh, I'll build here and here, I'll get lots of wool and fuck it, you know, I'll try to go to the other islands. And so I ended up getting, you know, like six extra points just because I I went to all three of the new islands and it and, and ended up uh, pulling it out. So then I kind of felt like an asshole because I was complaining yeah. about the rolls and then I won I anyway. Say, uh, winning, winning a game you fucking hate is like the worst because... Because you're like complaining you like, and then you, you win you anyway. Like, you feel like you can't vindicate your complaint. Yeah. Like you're like... <laughs> right? This is some bullshit. Like this game is shitty. Uh, I well, still fucking hate it. Uh, I mean, in but, a way, it kind of does vindicate because like you're getting shitty rolls. You feel like you're doing poorly because... You know, you're watching these other people like, oh, we, we, three came up again. That's such a rare number. We, three, three, you know, and then you win anyway. Like, that kind of should indicate that it is a, a poorly made game. But, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's a bad game. I just think it is definitely more of a party game. Now, if we had Jennifer on, I believe she has said more than once that her dad is, was a fucking, um, king of Catan. Like, I'm pretty sure she has said that he wins almost every game, or most of the games they play. So, there must be something to it. There must be some That's because like, he serious had, like, strategy. Some, he's like, let's play with my dice. <laughs> I will tell you, I found out about some house rules I had to, like, so they were, um, I don't know what it was. Oh, that's what it was. I was reading the rules for Seafarers and I was it's one of those rule sets where they like to reiterate things, which is frustrating to me when I'm trying to understand rules. Cause it's like, I already know, like they were reiterating rules from basic Catan and I'm like, we already know how to play Catan. But because I was reading them out loud, there was the part where they reminded that you get um, two victory points for a city. Right. And you get two extra resources or you get an extra resource when that number uh, comes up. Right. And they were, and so after I got done reading that, one of them was like, what was the thing you were saying about extra? And I was like, oh, they were just reiterating basic rules and they were looking at each other like, we didn't we didn't play that way. <laughs> they were playing that upgrading to a city did not give you an extra victory point or an extra resource, which... Wow, so it just costs the same as a town or whatever, or village? I mean, it costs... They knew the cost. I mean, sorry, sorry. It gave the victory points the same as a town? Correct. They didn't see... I don't... I mean, I don't... And, and maybe someone misremembered because then, like, why would anybody... Oh, they, yeah, the under, the idea was like you would still build settlements, though, because that was the only, or excuse me, cities, because that was the only way to get settlements back to build. But I can only imagine like how many, like you, you wonder how many hours total. This is like why I sometimes say like if I had a genie, I would love to be able to ask like random stats. Remember how in old GTA games you could load up the pause menu and you could see like, oh, I've walked 43 miles in this game. You know, I want to yeah. see, I wonder what the like extra time they have spent playing Catan because <laughs> they weren't getting that extra resource and that extra, well, that you extra would have point. To, you would have to, you would have to probably build all your stuff, right? Uh, let's see. There's five settlements. Minus two, probably. And I, I don't, I don't know how many, four. I don't know how many cities. Well, don't forget there's largest army, longest road. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know, ugh. but it was, it was funny too, because they were all used to that. So I was like, well, let's play it you guys' way. Cause that's what you guys are used to. And Jennifer was like, no, if that's how the rules are that we need to play it. And I, uh, I really appreciated her in that moment. <laughs> Cause she's right. Like there's a reason they made the rules that way. Um, but, uh, well, it's like it's probably like house rule. If you want the game to go longer, yeah, just right. Just is one point instead of two, right? I will say that Catan is a game that feels like seventy five percent of it or eighty percent of it. You feel like you're in the midst of it, and then like all of a sudden someone wins. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like it feels well. I guess it should though, because if people are continuing to put down settlements and cities, they're they're getting more and more resources. So it, it should snowball a little bit but yeah um i don't think i think that's all i played played some rummy which it heard is it gin or is it rummy is it's rummy there's, there's there's both well there's gin rummy right <clears throat> i think it's there's just gin. rummy i think it was just rummy yeah um but uh 
And then, so uh, I, I started a game I have been planning on playing for a while called The Return of the Obra Dinn. Uh, this is a very unique game. It's made by the guy that made Papers, Please. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Um, but it's it kind of has like an old, like 80s PC look to it. It's got that. In fact, when you go into the pause menu, you can change the graphical style. And they're all named after like classic uh, old computers, uh, I, like Apple IIe and stuff like that. And it kind of like changes the color and uh, of everything. And otherwise, it's kind of a it's a grayscale type game. It's it isn't 3D like it's a 3D game, but it's got this really cool kind of filter over it that gives it this old computer style. But uh, basically, the entire game is. It's 1807. A ship that has been missing for four years shows up and no one like it just drifts into port and and no one is alive. And so you are an insurance adjuster and it's your job to go onto the ship and figure out what happened. Um, uh, So like, I I guess so that you can pay out like families can get paid or whatever, figure out whose fault it was, this, that, and the other. And so, um, the the other thing is is that you have a they don't explain this at all but you have a magic uh, pocket watch and so whenever you find the remains of something that died you can use that and then it goes back and it uh, it plays like it gives you an audio sample of a scene when the thing died and then at the moment that the thing and it's usually a person dies it cuts to the 3d representation of the scene and it's frozen in time so for example the very first thing you come across you come across a dead body on the top deck you click on it and you hear these people saying like open up the door captain uh we're cut or we'll we'll come in and get what we're looking for and then like you hear the captain say you'll take what i give you and then you hear a door open and it blam and then it you hear all that and then it goes into the scene and you see the captain like shooting a man a man in the chest and there's another guy behind him with a sword and like you can and so it's frozen in time but you can walk around the immediate vicinity of the area where the death happens and so you the whole game is finding all the dead like finding all the dead scenes basically and filling out a chapter you've got this book and you're filling out kind of the story uh chapter by chapter and it's all chronological and you're trying to like kind of figure out like the story of what happened with the ship um and you have to you don't have you have a manifest but you don't know who any of the people in the scenes are. So of course they called this guy, like they give you like early on, they give you a couple freebies to get you familiar with it. Like this guy was called captain and the captain shoots and kills the other guy. So, you know, okay. So you go in and you say, okay, this is the captain because anytime you, anytime there's a person in a scene, you can kind of select them quote unquote. And it will, when you do that, it will take you to these, uh, not photographs, but these like artist renditions that has every single person that was on board the boat in it. So you can, that's how you keep up with, okay, so I know that this guy is on the boat. I don't know what his name is. I don't know who he is, but he's on here. And every time you come across him in a scene, that memory gets added and bookmarked to the guy. It's kind of hard to explain, but basically you're trying to figure out, you're trying to match the names of everybody in the manifest to everybody in these scenes and you're trying to find out what happened to them, what their fate was. Uh, as it as it happens, most of the people died at some point on board the ship, or they just disappeared. And even if they disappear, you're trying to figure out, like, how did they disappear? So sometimes you're having to make educated guesses. Like, oh, in this scene, this guy is... And it also gets uh, supernatural very quick, which is to say that you very quickly go into a scene where there's a kraken attacking the ship like Pirates of the Caribbean part two style. Um, And so like, there's a scene where this guy is flying through the air because he got picked up by the Kraken. And so he disappears in that. And you just have to be and like for that guy, I ended up saying, Oh, he drowned. And every time you fill in the information properly for three people, it will, it will tell you like, 
like, oh, you figured out the fates and the names of three people. We will hard code that now into the game. So that that's kind of how you, um, that's how you kind of proceed to the game. And so, sorry, it's a very long winded ex- explanation, but uh, it's cool. Like there's, there's no action to it or anything. Um, it's, it's, it's very much a, it's like a problem solver. Did you ever play those logic problems or play? Did you ever like do logic problems in school or anything like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Talking about like, usually it was like a grid of squares, and it would be like a square or something. Well, it'll be it would be like so the the most basic form. Let's imagine you've got four people, and are you just telling me like SAT word problems? It's kind of like that. So what like say you've got like a classic example would be you've got four people, and they each ordered a different flavor of ice cream. And so what they'll do is they'll organize that in like a columns and rows grid. And so like Jim, Joe, Marsha, and Minnie, and, you know, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, Neapolitan. And then they will give you like a little thing like, like John doesn't like Neapolitan ice cream. And they'll give you another sentence like Jenny sometimes gets this ice cream, but sometimes she gets that ice cream. And Joe, uh, you know, something, something they'll, they'll give you basically like a short list of phrases and you, you, and you use that like, okay, so John doesn't like chocolate. So you put an X in the little cross in the little cross where John and chocolate lines up. And basically you're, you're using deduction and elimination to figure out what they, what they ordered. So, and, and, you know, sometimes it gets more complicated. Like you've got people and you've got to figure out where they went and what kind of pet they have and what their last name is. And like, it can get really complicated. This game is sort of like a version of that. You're, you're using process of elimination. If someone says someone's name in a scene, that is a gigantic clue because it means that, you know, that person is in the scene and you can, you know, theoretically match up that. Okay. I think he's talking to this guy. So that guy's name is uh, John. I'm going to go into the manifest. Oh, look, there's only one John. This guy's name is John. You know, it's, it's logic. It's logic. It's mystery solving and and logic problems. I always liked logic problems as a kid, so I'm enjoying it. I I do have some qualms. So like I said, every time you find a dead body, you click your little magic stopwatch and you get to watch your vignette. After the vignette is played out, you can view that memory in the book. But once you exit, but you have to exit the memory. You have to find like this magic door to get out of the memory to get back to the real world ship and you have to do that to navigate around well once you've seen all the memories i when i'm like trying to solve and i'm jumping back and forth i would like to be able to just load the memory up from the book right like because they're you can you can read the dialogue that happens but sometimes you need to hear like the accent of someone because there's all kinds of nationalities and that can help you solve it but you can't just load up the memory from the book. You have to go back on the ship and go find the dead person that replays that memory for you. And then it loads you back into the memory. And then once you're done, you have to find the door to exit the scene again. And it just, it just, it could, it could be a little smoother, but ultimately I've never played a game like it. And like, I, I still continue to think about it. Like when I'm at work, like it's, it's definitely a game I have on my mind and I'm very much into figuring out, but sorry, I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've rattled around, rattled along talking about that, that game enough. Um, it's very satisfying. It leads us to say it's very satisfying when you, when you, when you, when you put in like, okay, so it turns out this guy was killed by this guy. And then the game goes, but on, and it, you know, it shows you like the three people that you've, that they're, that it's hard coding into the book and like, well done. You figured out this, that, you know, that, that, that alone, that little dopamine hit is enough to, to drag me along. Um, but did you never want to play that, uh, her story? It's funny you say that because this game made me think of that. I actually own it on steam. So Matt is talking about a game that is made up entirely of interviews with this one uh, woman. It's, it's an FMV game. And so they have this like, long script of all these questions and um you can like you can use like a search engine to like find okay you know how in what scenes does she talk about a hat and it'll be like oh it's she says hat in these four scenes so you can kind of 
load that up. And you're, it's it's a very similar sounding game. Like I said, I haven't played it. I just know a lot about it because a lot of people talked about it. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of interested in playing that now. Maybe not immediately after the Oprah Den. Because uh, Jennifer will tell you, I've definitely gotten frustrated, especially early on, because I really want to just be able to jump around between the, 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 the scenes. But it's a little arduous, but... Again, like it's it's like nothing I've played before, and I'm en- I'm enjoying that. Um, and we watched a documentary on Netflix called Tread. Have you heard of this? Have you seen this? I've not heard or seen it. Yeah, I haven't heard any. I haven't seen anybody talking about it except for a mention on the Slash Film Cast. Uh, so I kind of almost don't want to give away the premise, but they pretty they. I mean, if you just read the the, yeah, the premise the on, Netflix, on Netflix, yeah, uh, and and so basically, it's a, it's a true story. Like I said, it's a documentary. In 2004, a a man who owned a muffler shop and who was really good at welding bought a bulldozer and basically built a tank. He welded um, like multi inch steel, a multi inch steel box onto the tank cab. Uh, he put in cameras with like monitors inside so he could see all around him. He put in uh, gun sights with like uh, assault rifles and like a Barrett, a 50 cal. And uh, he went on a rampage in a small town in Colorado. He didn't, he didn't kill anybody. That's not to say he didn't shoot at people, but basically like the documentary goes into the politics of the town that made, that made him, like and obviously he was disturbed mentally, but he he you know he drove around on a rampage in you know what was what has since been called the killdozer. Um, and the funny thing is, is like Jennifer was like, I can't believe I never heard of this. Well, the documentary ends. It's kind of a spoiler, but this went this happened the day before uh, uh, President Reagan died, so <laughs> the news cycle got completely swept up in the death of Ronald Reagan and most people did not end up hearing about it. I of course heard about it on Reddit years ago. <laughs> um, so when I, this doc- I thought it was in the news, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, it was in the news a little bit, obviously, you know, if a man goes on a rampage with a home built uh, bulldozer, uh, cause he ended up tearing down several buildings <laughs> during this. And didn't he? Yeah. He ran over like, several buildings right with it and got- he, yeah he tore down like he basically targeted all the people that in town that uh he thought had wronged him over the years and like tore down businesses homes he ran over some cars like and it like it took several hours but they have footage of it right i think yeah yeah like, like that's, that's the crazy thing about it like once they get into it you see that like this took several hours and there was nothing anybody could do about it like I guess if he had kept going, uh, they would have eventually brought in a tank or something. <laughs> I thought like I thought like a tread or something bo- broke or something off. Yeah, of no, it. like he, yeah, he ended up screwing himself because one of the buildings, well, the last building that he got to, uh, had a basement, and the fucking bulldozer they said weighed like, like tens of tons with everything attached to it, so. Uh, his yeah, his right tread ended up going into a basement. But I, I would like, I wouldn't say that I recommend the the documentary. I mean, if any of that sounds interesting and you're like genuinely like God, I wonder what happened in this town caused him to go that. I would definitely recommend it. Um, if you don't care about any of that, you can skip about an hour in. They 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 rebuilt the bulldozer for. Uh, the reenactment scenes, which is pretty fucking dope. Um, so I would recommend, if nothing else, watching the last 30 minutes or so. And uh, otherwise, I mean, it's a well-made documentary. They got interviews with all the, pretty much all the people that um, this guy ended up rampaging on and like lots of people in town. But again, I would, I would say they spent a little too long explaining the politics uh but otherwise it's you know it's a good documentary it's been a while since i've seen a good documentary like that um, and uh yeah that's pretty much it's pretty much it is that it just 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 talking for 45 minutes that's all you got to say. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I could talk about how uh, I've been watching the coronavirus daily numbers in Arkansas and Washington and uh, Washington State. And just doing your comparison is that what you got? Like a no, not, not really a comparison. Area? Just I just I just like to keep up with it. You know, like if there's a spike, I'm interested. And ever since, so I mean, I'm sure you've seen Matt. Like we had the spike in March and April, and then we kind of leveled off across the country. And then everyone's like, "Okay, we it's summertime. I want to go do stuff." And it just like ramped back up. But now I've noticed that over the last month maybe month and month and a half the numbers have really levelized and i think this is just where we are now i think we're just gonna have i think we are we are at the simmer point i don't think we're gonna we're not gonna be beating this without a vaccine that's for damn sure uh and unless anything changes hopefully not for the worse i mean we'll see once people get you know going kids get going back to school i'm interested to see the numbers after that but it kind of feels like this is like the simmer amount until until the vaccine so that's you know quote unquote super awesome all right uh yeah are you are you are you you, you're going are you going back into work are you able to work from home or i'm working from home okay that's good every now and then i'll drive up there though if i need to do anything at the office sure Um, i I am happy to hear that you're able that company I almost said the name of it uh is uh being cool about that yeah uh all right uh my 3.5 stuff here i think it would be funny to put popcorn kernels in places people start fires what a surprise <laughs> like in people's fire pits yeah, fire pits, <laughs> campgrounds, you know, just leave kernels there where they would start fires. Yeah, that would that would totally have people go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like you have to you'd have to put several in there, right? So you get Oh that, yeah, like, you put pop, you put pop. like a cup, two cups worth. Something. Oh yeah. Like it's and it's cheap. Popcorn like corn is so cheap. Popping corn. Yeah. Oh my god, I love this idea. Yeah. Yeah. When you go over to people's houses, you just put a little bit in the fireplace in the back or something. Like that. <laughs> Uh, Mandy had tweeted a, a house with a glory hole, and this made me want to write a porn Twilight Zone series. Uh, the episode would be a woman moving something in her house, and she knocks a hole in the wall, and she says she'll fix it tomorrow. And the next day, she's walking by, and there's a penis sticking out of the hole. <laughs> and like she, you know, she walks on the other side of the wall, and there's nothing. You know, there's nobody. Oh God! Just, yeah, this it's like. And then, like, so some sort of extra-dimensional glory hole. <laughs> yeah. Does does the penis change at random yeah, times? Like, like yeah. if she like she starts doing experiments, if she sits there for a while, it doesn't change at all. Uh, but like, as soon as she leaves the room, it comes back. It's a different penis. Yeah, well, something like that. I mean, I'm I'm not getting into. You didn't I mean, go into details. I didn't, didn't. I didn't really. You know. you, you, your mind wasn't filled with the rest of the yeah. script like mine is right now. <laughs> yeah. Does it now? The question is like, is it is it is it sexy? Is it? Does she eventually? Okay. So eventually, she series. eventually a particularly oh, she, a particularly she nice. Sees, yeah, she's gonna see the penis, right? And then and do like a, eh, you know, like like if there's one there, you know, you know, God, is, gonna, it? is that yeah, what your yeah, yeah, dot dot is leading to? <laughs> well, then she's gonna do like a, huh? Well, you know, I mean, like if or, I or like. To, like eventually, yeah. Like a, oh god. Like eventually, like an a, a, an extra, a particularly nice one. Yeah. And she's like, well, well, no, no, it's not. No, it's just anyone, anyone. Oh, just in, any, all, any dick will yeah. do. Well, it's, it's a porn Twilight Zone series, Justin. I mean, it's not like <laughs> penises aren't getting turned away. <laughs> Are there any flaccid ones at any point? I mean, it's it's a, a smorgasbord. <laughs> and then so, like at the end of it, you know, it would cut to like, uh, it would probably be like, it would cut to like. You know, like a bathroom or something somewhere, and and it, and it would just be like it, there would be like some kind of twist or something where like oh, a twist, there's ah. a, a, a hole there or something like uh-huh. people like try to look through the hole, they don't see anything, you know, and they don't like I don't know where this goes, you know, or so I don't know, you know, it's, it's gonna be some kind of twist or something like. And eventually, but I was like, yeah, I was thinking like good quality like plot, like that would be like <laughs> yeah, like that's a spin, yeah, like it's a spin. So. Yeah, that's some. That's anyway. a good plot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I do. That? I do give you kudos because I like the idea of like erotic Twilight Zone 
<laughs> uh, did you know that uh, Channel 101 still exists and is still up to date? Are you fucking shitting me? Yeah, if you just go to channel101.com, like they just, they're about to have something for August. <laughs> oh my God. Or they had something for, I can't remember which one, but I went to it. I was like, I just on a whim, uh, I had in my head or something like, oh, uh, a guildmate of mine for oh Sino Alex. They said, oh, community is great. And I was like, yeah, it's a shame that more people didn't, you know, it's a shame that so many people slept on it. Cause it would have, you know, it would have stayed around longer and all that kind of stuff. But, um, now I started, I was like, oh, I'll go look up, see what channel one was doing. See if that site's still there or something. And sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that, uh, it's got Dan archives Harmon all the way back to has, whatever. I like to think that Dan Harmon, cause I'm looking at it right now and the top, the top winner for the previous week only got 125 votes. It only had about 3000 views. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like it's, it's popular, but I like well, I to think the, that. What, what I know the say? votes, the votes used to be internal. Oh, where are they? Like, I thought we voted. Okay. never mind. No, no, no. Oh, that's they right. They're, be... they're voted at the thing, the showing. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's true. But the views, I don't know what, I mean, yeah, you figure, you figure by now, I mean, I guess YouTube and everything. I don't, I don't know. But wow. One of these is on episode eight, but it's number five. It's just on the cusp. Yeah. It's about to get cut. Yeah, better look out. Getting a little uh, long in the teeth. Last thing I got, have you ever realized the habits or traits you inherited? Uh, my mom used to say that I inherited my grandpa's interest in collecting junk. And I realized that she too did it because even after a year and a half since she passed, I'm still using hand soap and Ziploc baggies she bought. I don't know if that's junk because at least you can use it, but definitely like saying, yeah. over-purchasing maybe. Yeah, that's what – I'm sorry. Well, yeah, my grandpa would do that a lot. Oh, he would okay, just, okay. Like, he would buy a lot of bulk. Like he would – Oh, God. He, he would have loved the Costco, buy, right? He would, have, he would have bought like two of something instead of just the one thing that he, he always would buy the backup or like more of it right? to make sure he had extra. Well, yeah. And it's usually cheaper, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think about that because I, I was, I was actually talking to my dad today and she, he was talking about, he's, he's about to have a, a, a surgery. Um, and uh, my mom was like, wanted to know the details, but she wanted to know like, the specific details and i was like yeah i think that's where i get that because like i don't want i don't want to i don't want to deal with anything if i can't know the whys especially like work that's one of my i'm not gonna say it's one of my worst traits i'm sure an employer would say it's an annoying trait but like i don't want to just do something because i'm told to do i want to know why like what is the reason for doing this is it you know is it because because if it's someone if, if it's because another employee is not doing what they're supposed to, or they won't get on board with something, so we have to treat them special, like, fuck that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely, especially as I get older, like, I also inherited my mom's uh, economic attitudes and her finance financial intuitions, thankfully. <laughs> Anything else you think you, you think your sister might have? Do you notice things in your sister that are the similar to your mom and dad? Oddly enough, I don't. I'm sure there's something I'm not realizing. I mean, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Although I definitely see some. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's <laughs> it's funny you say that. I can't really think of anything. I mean, she 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 was very independent early. She she's always been pretty independent. So it, I I would not be surprised if she actively tried to, to avoid not like not like she was like I don't like my parents. You know, like more like yeah trying to be her own self. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's about, that, that's all I, I had down. Uh, I'm playing Sino Alice. Uh, sure. Right now. Sino uh, Alice, be no Alice. Am I right? Sino uh, uh, Alice, you're no Alice. 
Yeah, I got you. I got you. Unfortunately. Uh, so right now I'm doing, uh, it's called Grand Coliseum. It's like a more competitive um, guild battles. So once a day we do guild battles. Uh, so right now, eight o'clock is usually when we do guild battle. So right now it's going on. I'm doing it. Um, but, uh, it's very, but I, the guild that I'm in is, is, is really fun. Uh, we're all communicative. Uh, we're really enthusiastic about the game. We're all competitive. So that's really fun. Um, trying to think here, um, outside of that, I mean, not really doing much else. Uh, I did buy fall guys. I don't know if you've seen that game. Oh, did you? been blowing up everywhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, some, some guild mates got it. So I was like, yeah, I'll get it. We'll play. Um, it's all right. I yeah, have it's heard just that like, the net code is not great. Like it's ooh, got some issues. Yeah, their server just in general has issues and apparently there's cheaters. I don't know what. I don't know what you would do to cheat. I guess like no clipping or something, but yeah. Hmm. So that's a shame. It looks looks fun. I like the idea because it's basically like a wipeout or most extreme elimination challenge as like kind of a battle royale sort of thing. Yeah, just a battle royale obstacle course. That's cool. It's 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 fun. Um. It, the, the, it's it's uh, but the ragdoll physics is kind of annoying. Oh, like you, you fall over or something, and you're just like, whoa! It's, I'm like, <laughs> like extra physics, <laughs> Gumby or something. You know, it's like what? So, but anyways, uh, all right, let's go ahead and end uh, episode four hundred and twenty-nine. Uh, if you send an email, you can do so at letter at atlantispodcast dot com. You can follow us on Facebook at w.facebook.com slash outlandish podcast. Uh, you like to send us an email, you can do so. At, wait, did I say that? I, I completely zone out when you're doing this part. Yeah. So I apologize. Uh, you like to send us an email, you can at letter at outlandishpodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at outlandish cash. You can follow me at outlandish Matt. You can follow Jeremy at outlandish Jerry. And you can follow Justin at outlandish beats. Um, Thanks for listening to episode 429 and we will catch you in 430. Hopefully Jeremy will be able to return with us. Yeah, for real. Uh, But thanks for listening to episode 429. We'll catch you in 430. Bye. 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 I got to play the outro. There you go. Say thank you for listening to outlandish. Thank you. Good enough.